0: We live in a world where everything that we do kind of like needs to like lead to
1: something. Letting go of something is not giving up, it's just seeing it in a different light.
2: (laughs) We need space to kind of relearn how to play because you do lose it a little bit sometimes when you... Hello, and welcome to Trash Club's podcast Behind the Bins, where we take a deep dive into the minds of creative leaders and thinkers. Trash Club is the global community and professional network bringing together independent creatives from across the globe. My name is Katie Mason and I'm the co-founder of Trash Club. And if you'd like to learn more about our community and the amazing work of our members, you can check us out on social media at Trash Club Hub or via our website www.thetrashclub.co.uk. So with that being said, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Trash Club Behind the Bins podcast. This episode is titled Letting Go and gives reference to one of Trash Club's value pillars, authenticity. Finding the balance within a creative practice can be challenging. Pushing too hard in the wrong direction can prevent the space that is needed to grow and evolve as a creative. Is there a way we can work out when we have reached this point? In this episode, we will discuss the intricacies of vulnerability and self-awareness, bringing forth the genuine narratives of our community. My name is Katie Mason, and I'm the co-founder of The Trash Club. And today I'm with Navneet and Christiana. Do you both want to introduce yourself and your practice?
1: Sure. Sure. My name's Navneet Burke, Um, I'm a visual artist slash designer from Leicester, currently based in London, and my work focuses on upcycling and the idea of consumption.
0: My name is Christiana Madsen, I'm an artist, illustrator and um, educator, and my work is uh, predominantly um, about drawing and intimacy and exploring and the sort of... uh, you know, very like emotional uh, subject matters.
2: Yeah, amazing. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. So to start with, I think we talk about letting go in the same space as authenticity because sometimes we, to stay authentic, we have to let go of certain areas of our practice or certain things in our lives. And do you want to, just to start with, explain what authenticity means to you both?
1: I think... For me, uh, it's going to try- sound really cheesy, but mm-hmm. just doing things that feel true to yourself. Yeah. Um, I guess sometimes with like art and design, you can kind of feel like you're putting on an act. I think getting comfortable enough to be able to do what you want to do and express yeah. how you want to express and not trying to be this image of something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think
0: I completely uh, agree because... Um, there's there's so many different opinions sometimes of what maybe your work should look like or what you should be doing to get to the next level whatever that means because yeah. you know um and i do think you know it's not very like authentic when you're always like trying to chase um you know, like a look, a certain like look that you want to achieve within your work, especially in terms of, you know, um, like drawing or like fine art drawing or illustration. um, Because, uh, you know, there's like a specific like trend that you need to fulfill. And that's how you get like all of these uh, clients. And um, I think you just have to, um, yeah, just um, accept that uh, this is what I want to do. And this is, you know where my passion kind of like lies and these are the subject matters that I want to explore yeah and let that grow naturally uh, rather than kind of having almost like a business plan on what to do next yeah
2: absolutely yeah. and so do you have a sort of a um, specific example of when you've had to let go of something in order to pursue that because I can imagine with that mentality decisions sometimes have to be made that you know, take you down a different road or mean that you say no to something and yes to something else or something? Do you have a example of when you've had to make that decision? And was it challenging? I think I think sometimes even, you know, like in
0: higher education in particular, because everything is is changing quite a lot. And I'm, you know, like a lecturer and like illustration. And um, my work is very much focused on analogue drawing. And everything is shifting towards like the digital. I mean it yeah. has it has been for a very, very long time. And I'm not completely anti digital and it's nice to explore um these areas as well or what sort of, you know, like new programs are coming out and obviously like teaching that to the students as well. But um I- don't really agree with that always has to connect with my practice and I think that has to be like separated in a way too. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be like an awareness but I think what I've noticed that sometimes I felt the pressure in you know like applying for other higher education jobs um oh you should do more animation or you should do more like digital illustration um but then the question is why it needs to make sense for me yeah and i think I think that's really important because I think you can get very easily um, you know get get insecure about that and maybe think, oh yeah, maybe there is um they do have a good point, you know, it needs to kind of happen naturally rather than. Um, or oh, this is what's what's needed right now, and I need to pressure myself to do this.
2: Totally, yeah. It's really easy to question yourself when other people around you are questioning. A hundred percent, yeah. yeah. This can make you insecure for mm-hmm. sure. Um, what about you, Navni? Obviously, your background is fashion, and you've done a lot of work with denim. Um, But you're transitioning more into um, more sculptural or installation kind
1: of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I would say like letting go in general is Mm. like a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. Kind of everything that I've done, I've had to let go of like an idea that I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Just for example, like growing up and, you know, wanting to go into design and dreaming to go to London, Mm -hmm. like not going to getting into those universities I had to let go of that idea of me being there to be able to go somewhere else and still pursue so I would say like literally every stage everything that I've done has been letting go Um, and even up until like the work that I do now um, so for those of you who don't know um, my work came about in my last year of uni um, and I got to a point where I didn't want to do the curriculum which is not great when you're in an educational Mm -hmm. background and it wasn't such um you know an arts led school it was more academic so they wanted you to follow the curriculum the guidelines tick the boxes um but I didn't really feel like doing that would be true to me so instead I kind of merged the project into something that I think brought me a lot more. So um I guess in our final year the thing is to you know make a collection, six pieces, all planned out, all knowing exactly what you're going to make and how it's going to look. Yeah. Um I decided to use the time to not do that and um look at this idea of upcycling and look at how far we can go to make it look like something completely different. So actually in my final year I didn't know how my um, end outcomes were gonna look and that was kind of the whole point yeah of the of the collection I mean I didn't call it a collection I called it an experiment and I guess up until that point in uni I've I've done it the way that it was taught but up until that point Like I never created such interesting work. Yeah. So it's like I had to go through that process to know. And I guess that was really hard because obviously when you're dealing with a more academic school and then tutors are not understanding what you're doing or why you're doing it, it can be difficult to, you know, really go with your own gut and know that this is what's right for you and this is where you want to go. So I guess that was the big letting go. And then, yeah, like you said my work I come from a fashion background but my work is kind of going more into sculpture visual arts. so then again it was like letting go of the idea like maybe I'm not going to start a fashion brand maybe I'm going to do this instead and I think it's really important like to not see I I think sometimes people see letting go as giving up yes absolutely but letting go of something is not giving up it's just seeing it in a different light and everything that I've gotten out of letting go has been incredible. And I've done things that i never thought that I was going to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think letting go is good and maybe seeing it in a different light yeah. and I think it, it can be hard. And like, even now, I guess I've done a new project last year and I haven't released it cause it's kind of more personal. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm still learning how to let go it, for different things that can be so different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, feeling feeling like when is the right time for you to let go I mean it's a learning process everybody's different you don't have to do it straight away find a way that's comfortable for you Mm -hmm. and you you will know just like trust in yourself when you know it's right to let go and just take away this idea of think that you're failing because you are letting go because you know whole new world is there
2: absolutely no that's so true and I think that that timing of knowing when to let go is the really pinnacle thing because I think that's what is difficult for people to decide and I think that's probably what takes time and that's why those early experiences after uni and during uni would have been so valuable for you to be able to now have this like you know headstrong idea of what how to let go Mm -hmm. and when to do it I think that's that's a perfect example of all those um, things happening being just a part of your growth it's so nice to hear it like that and i think also this idea of linking letting go to dare i say the word sustainability because i think this is also i think what you're talking about is letting go and into an uncertain place or letting go of what we know mm-hmm. letting go of um practices that we have letting go of ho- how we buy things letting go of how we um feel like we uh, define success and all this kind of thing and so it's kind of like letting go on a personal level but letting go also really links to the world of sustainability I guess doesn't it and you've probably found that within your work
1: yeah but I would say I wouldn't have got to the space that I am and been able to let go like they said like you need to know the rules first so without me learning that process at the beginning of what design is how to design and how to create yeah I wouldn't have been able to mold them into something that works for me so yeah yeah, it's really interesting yes yes
2: no I can completely resonate with everything you're saying really um I think it's really good to be told no loads of times Mm -hmm. and to like have that feeling of not fitting into a space is actually really helpful for your your growth at at uni and stuff um and so linking to that Christiana I was going to say what um with So obviously you did last month the open studio with the Trash Club and you I guess were creating a space to allow people to let go and I guess you also are a lecturer so you have experience in teaching and how do you, um, I don't know just thinking when Navneet was talking how do we kind of like create a space for people to learn how to let go? Do you have any thoughts?
0: Um yeah, of course. I think um I think first of all, kind of like to add to what um Naf said as well. Um when I went to the Royal College of Arts, I mean it wasn't very like strict where you had to like follow this like curriculum, but I think that it was very like research based so you had yeah. to obviously like research a lot and everything had to be analyzed like every yeah. single like thing or and um, project that you've kind of like started and I think after RCA it really like took me a very very long time probably years actually to let go and also just to play and yeah, to let play. experimentation back into um into my life and 100%. Um, let that kind of like grow. And I think that's what I really like took into my teaching as well. So I think the way I see, you know, like drawing is that... You know, like a lot of a lot of like people when they are like adults and they aren't like drawing on a regular basis like I do, for instance, just don't really see it like as a necessity, right? Yeah. Like they see it as something, oh, you've done that as a child and there's people that can do it like really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I really see it as an amazing way to explore and to be like playful and um, a bit more mindful. Yeah. And um, to do something that is very like relaxing actually, but also... Um, to kind of, like, be part of, like, this, like, community when you're, like, running, like, a workshop like that. There's, like, people that don't really know each other. Yes. And it can be, like, a great conversation starter and, um, you know, like, very much, like, grown, serious men that I never really, like, yeah. drawing anymore. They all of a sudden get, like, quite silly. And I think yeah. that's a really nice thing to, to see. So um, when I run that workshop, um, you know, I am drawing back to these, like, very um known sort of like drawing exercise like drawing like with one line or just like staring at the person opposite not looking on you know onto your paper and, yeah. and drawing them and i think that kind of you know makes people um start you know like laughing and becoming like a bit more loose and yeah um also really put an emphasis on not to focus on what the outcome will be and just to let go you know, like, mm-hmm. the way you are holding the drawing tool, for instance, mm-hmm. and not having this um, specific, like, outcome in front of you. And I think, you know, like, we live in a world where everything that we do kind of, like, needs to, like, lead to something, exactly. right? Like, it needs to have, like, this, this like, epic outcome. Or yeah. it needs to, like, lead to money or, you know, like, whatever it Absolutely. is. And I think by, um, you know, like, letting go of that... Um, results can be amazing and usually like people are very much um uh you know surprised of what they can actually like achieve in this like hour-long drawing workshop and and they actually say oh my god i need to do that more often Mm -hmm. i'm in front of my computer all the time and i've never really like explored that much and i think with students it's actually like a different uh, story because when they want to study like illustration or you know like drawing in general um, they have a very like specific expectation of what their work needs to look like. Yeah. expectation is a the key. They're coming like from school, and most of the students are not doing any foundation anymore. And I don't think that's um, a great way actually yeah. for them because they are in this like, school mindset, mm-hmm. right? So it's like very like structured. Yeah, everything is kind of like presented like for them. I don't think they're being pushed enough to think independently. or think critically enough. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just have to strip all of that back and um break through a bit of a wall to be honest yes. with you because they are not really familiar with maybe some quite like bonkers drawing exercises yeah. like drawing with a really really long stick on you know like the floor yeah. or just become really really messy. Um but once I am kind of like introducing that. Um, I, you know, really feel like, wow, okay, something's happening and something different is happening. And I can really always like take that back into my own practice as well and carry on with that, even when, you know, I don't have any images that I really like want to draw. on that day, I kind of always like want to then do some experimentations, for instance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love this idea of letting go of the final outcome because yeah. that's when amazing things happen, mm-hmm. isn't it? And also, what you were saying about play, it's yeah. almost like we need to be. The, this is why workshops and spaces like this are mm-hmm. so important because we need space to kind of relearn how to play because you do lose it a little bit sometimes when you are assigned to institutions and when you're at uni and school and stuff. And obviously, you're so that's when you watch kids do this stuff. It's so inspiring because they haven't yeah. had all that kind of um, structure instigated on them yet. So we can learn so much from that mentality of just seeing what happens. And I think that that is, you know, I guess that is what letting go is: is seeing what happens in the uncertainty, and that's when we learn new things. Um, I was gonna ask actually, what do you think, um, where does the fear come from that uh, prevents people from letting go? This is just for both of you, because um, I mean, there's obviously, there is certain obvious factors like uh, financial sometimes Mm -hmm. and things like this, but yeah, what do you think is the main kind of factors that prevent people from
1: I think as we get older and even as we come out of these institutions where maybe we do have room to play yeah even Mm -hmm. though sometimes people take themselves too seriously where it is a space of play yeah once you come out of that and you've got the rest of your life to think about yeah how am I gonna live how am I gonna eat and financials and not knowing if what you're playing with is going to bring you any of that it's scary 100 it's scary yes, yeah definitely yeah. I think there's um you know there's a lot of
0: like anxiety um regarding you know like financial like stability yeah. and what this might bring and I don't think that the system is necessarily like designed mm-hmm. for a lot of people to mm-hmm. to explore this as long as they would like to so yeah um I think you know like that's why a lot of people that were really like creative will um or wanted you know like to be like in the creative industry um or even like fine art had to like let go of that entirely because they you know were thinking about um their financial like stability and I think that's that's really like tragic and really like sad because of course there's like funding out there. Yeah. Um but there's also just not that much or, you know, that like yeah. the space should be like big enough to obviously like let everybody in. But I think, um, you know, that's not, not everybody can kind of maybe fall back on um, a support system that mm-hmm. they that they have. Or, you know, I mean, politically, everything's like quite um, like dire at the moment as well. And there's like a lot of like cuts in that regard as well. Yeah. But I do, I do feel that, you know, like that's obviously like the main cause for like that anxiety, but also the probably like getting older, you know, like where sure. you need to be at what stage. I mm-hmm. think that's a really big one as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think people need to let go of that a lot more because what we see is, you know, like on TikTok or Instagram, like someone that's like 21 and is like in one of the, yeah, you know, like big galleries or, um, you know, has completely like made it. And that's kind of like what we're being like fed. Um, on a daily basis but the reality is is quite like different actually there's um like your time will come and I think you know it just takes some time sometimes as well yeah
2: absolutely I feel like that expectation has been kind of um s- uh, honed in on with with how saturated we are with imagery mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and I think that's a really big part of um of not being able to let go sometimes when you're always kind of on or always kind of being pulled back into, like you say, where you should be in your life. Mm -hmm. This is an annoying expectation. What about (laughs) you? (laughs) Yeah, what about you now?
1: Yeah, I think think another scary thing is maybe seeing other people around you like uh, the same thing you know comparison yeah, yeah. Other, comparison yeah. is the comparison thing that you can that you can do and i yeah. you know
0: i used to not compare myself at all when I was you know like younger like yeah. in my like 20s and I was just kind of just head down and just like did my own thing but then mm. the older you get the more you kind of like compare I don't know if that's maybe like a common thing or maybe it's just me I don't no know. I think that's really
2: everyone and really, yeah and I'm really? really working on that because yeah.
0: you know like it's not like a race and everybody is on their own path mm. and um, you have to um, try and be really like positive about about that and, yeah um, it's not helping anyone to look left and right in, exactly. any, in any sort of like life uh, scenario or situation. Exactly. Yeah. it's
2: not, it, But it suppresses your own creativity, doesn't it? If you're always just worrying about what somebody else is doing, it's hard to really get into your own mindset and like wi- realize what it is that you're exactly. meant to be doing. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the problem with comparison for sure. And I think if we can find methods to be able to just let go of that, I think, do you, would you say you had any advice for people to kind of step out of that world in a way of expectation and fear of letting go? Like, do you have any rituals or practices?
0: I think it's kind of like believing in yourself, isn't it? Yeah. How do you believe in yourself though? Which is very, very hard. I think there needs to be, um, I think... You know, like, sometimes, like, a fighting power needs to, like, come back from, like, deep inside where you um, just kind of think, like, no, like, this is this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. This is what I really, like, need to do. And I don't really care if, like, people are going to like it or not. And I think that sometimes has to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and you're doing it, you know, like, for a purpose or you're, it's like, okay. on the right path. And I think it's hard. I think it's really, really good to... Um, like as an advice to seek, you know, like other like creatives and no, just, maybe like speak with them mm. about that and people that are in your um, network supporting you. Yes. And I don't think that, you know, I mean, you pro- probably like know this as well, you know, like you're sending out all sorts of applications and submissions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have phases where you just don't get anything back. Mm-hmm. Or, like, no, you know, like, Yes. But that doesn't really mean anything. It no. doesn't really mean that um, you know, your work is good or bad. And I exactly. think it's really important to have this conversation um with other people that can maybe like relate and build uh, yourself up and be in this creative community to to have the support system. And I think, you know, yeah. Trash Cup, for instance, is is really good for that as yeah. well. Um, because there's always like someone that kind of knows what you're going through exactly. and how to um
2: speak kindly to yourself as well exactly and i think that that is the key thing is surrounding yourself with these people and having these conversations because then you do realize that actually like we're saying everyone goes through that comparison everyone gets those no's all the time if you're constantly just comparing yourself to what you don't know about somebody else of what mm-hmm. what the um exterior says what online says then you are kind of setting yourself up for um stress really aren't yeah. you so yeah well <laughs> um maybe let's talk about the future do you have any upcoming projects where you have um maybe you're feeling apprehensive about a way that you might have to let go and how are you preparing for that or maybe you can't talk about them or <laughs> no I, I do have a project that
1: she yes. did last year Mm -hmm. uh last october um it was like a project that took was like years in the making just because over time i had this idea and eventually slowly slowly the people to make that idea happen we we met over time and then planned the project and it got done which was incredible like it was an incredible experience just to do it and I think sometimes being an artist or creative a lot of the time like we're not comfortable being in front of the camera and what's really important for us is actually doing the work yes and now to be in a world where you you know you need to post everything to you know be Mm. visible like for me the work's done and I've already got the status from the project so that's where I find it hard to like because to do everything else is a lot like you have to be a social media manager you have to be PR you have to be everything by yourself yes and where what you really enjoy doing is just doing the work so um yeah I have a project at the minute that I did uh last year and it it was based um on the British Asian experience, but actually the project, um, connects to a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures. But, um, I I guess this was me letting go of the idea that I would just have to do fashion as well. Um, and I, I made an Indian day bed, um, out of recycled denim in the technique that I use. Um, and it was to represent both experiences, British and Asian using, denim as a representation of the Western world. And then mm. the bed as a representation of the Eastern world. Um, and we we did this incredible shoot in the countryside with tintype photography. And it was all inspired by images of old Punjabi royalty. And we did it with um, an Italian um, Pakistani uh, model, but he wasn't just a model. He also really related to this theme of like not feeling comfortable. In his um, in either environment, and then he's also queer as well, so he has that to add to it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with his own Indian environment. So um, I guess that's a project that you know I've done the work and I feel good about it, and it was it was incredible, and I really enjoy the work now getting it out there and letting go of it. I guess because it is a personal personal story as well, mm. um, that's something that I need to do now. So yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. That sounds so exciting. So that, I mean, would you say that that a project like that, it's harder to put it out there than something like fashion, I guess, because it is so authentic to you?
1: I think because it is so personal Yeah, and maybe I, I guess it's maybe the fear of maybe other people won't relate the way that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, another really good way of letting go, um, i was thinking before when christina was speaking it's i mean first you have to let go but like you said you need your support network Mm -hmm. it's getting validation like and this isn't likes on instagram no it's just like maybe you speak to someone and they they're really into your project and that will give you a bit of validation and it will force you to keep on going like I've got something here and I should pursue it Mm. because sometimes like when you are an individual artist or you're on your own being isolated you need those people to feed you to keep on going and you know, yeah, it's so definitely. important. And Absolutely, I think, you know, and, and
0: to hear like people can relate to to your work and they get it, I think is incredibly important. Totally, that yeah. kind
2: of validation, vadila- va- <laughs> 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 That kind of validation is so important, and we shouldn't shy away from it. Like we should constantly, I think, say out loud what we're doing and then when you receive that back like that is such a boost yeah and it's and it is different when it's in person and when it's you know one-on-one different to it being instagram or Mm. you know random likes so yeah yeah.
1: it's been really good and trash club has been really good yes for that like i was there near the beginning yeah (laughs) she's an og start of (laughs) lockdown but even having The validation there of like we're all going through the same thing and we're all struggling to like deal with this situation but still be creative yeah so many things that were going to happen didn't happen and just having that support and you know the validation that your feelings you're not alone and that other people are feeling that too, I think it's been really great.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because that time when we were all just kind of working solo in our bedrooms and just spiraling in your brain yeah. about what everyone else is not doing actually, but feels like they are doing, like in terms of like all the work they might be getting, but you don't really know what's going on. During the pandemic, you mean? Yeah, the pandemic, because yeah. this is when we first started doing the trash talk. I mean,
0: some some people did so much during the pandemic. Some people yeah. did, some people did. <laughs> I was, I was just kind and of dead inside yeah. to be honest with you for like a very very long time and yeah I wasn't thinking oh I'm gonna start like a new business or do all of these like drawings yeah it was kind of more um I don't know um it wasn't very inspiring because you're not going really anywhere and yeah. I think you know like some people were obviously like quite good in that space I did quite odd hobbies actually. Yeah. I started like felting and Fun. um you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did all of these. But this is
2: good. This is kind of new spaces, unknown spaces. It's yeah, important. Exactly. But I just think that during that time when you're not speaking to enough people, the narratives are just your own and 100%. then you are just staying in your own head. Yeah. And so I that's why. To share that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, I can't really remember what I was asking you. I think future, I was, future, future, future projects. projects. Yeah, future exactly. Projects. Do you have one or anything? Um,
0: I think at the moment, you know, I'm just really like busy, like, doing all of these different um, submissions. And um, I want to try and get as much drawing uh, done as possible this yeah. summer as well before um, going back into, um, you know, lecturing as well
2: and um just a question sorry in terms of your subjects because obviously it's super intimate Mm -hmm. the paintings and the subject matter is really intimate so how do you who is it can i ask that like who who how do you like curate the you and the the painting and the subject how does that happen
0: i think um well most of the people you know that i'm um drawing are between like imagined or maybe like someone that i've seen or like based cool. on someone yeah so and um, there's always um you know a combination a combination of that and then i get hugely inspired, you know, like, by film, everyday life, sometimes, like, photographs that I'm taking of, like, a room or Mm -hmm. the surrounding and then kind of, like, put all of these different elements into, like, one image. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there is, you know, an element of, like, the the imagination and um, um, the, you know, like, realism as well. Yeah. um, Life or, like, the everyday. But... um, I like kind of like depicting, you know, like people like you, you're you almost, you know, it's like a moment in time. You're kind of like capturing like this moment of time yeah. of maybe like someone um, thinking or like feeling like something in this um, environment that they're in. And sometimes there might be like another person, but sometimes there's not. But I'm, I'm also just really interested in, you know, like facial expressions and um, the figure. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in in general and kind of like depicting like different different kinds of like people
2: I don't yeah, know. Totally, yeah totally yeah totally i don't know i just kind of thought that in, yeah in relation to authenticity like obviously it it is super authentic and you do feel like a visceral feeling with the paintings so yeah, yeah there is
0: but also i think you know like there's like something to be said about you know the um I think especially like doing like the pandemic or even like you know like before like at RCA I started to research into you know like the like sec digital way we are communicating mm-hmm. and how maybe intimacy can also like happen in the digital space even Mm -hmm. when we're you know like chatting like with a friend we can be like quite like vulnerable and open and in some ways and we're maybe you know like not picking up the phone as you know on our landlines no one really has them anymore or um just go over to a friend's house and have these um very like vulnerable conversations that Mm -hmm. doesn't really happen as much anymore but i think through like you know like drawing and that's what i've also meant earlier i think it comes across a lot more and um, that sort of like intimacy, because when you're like drawing analog, like on a piece of paper and it's very like fragile, uh, you know, like rice paper, it kind of um, is a very important element. It kind of draws back to the subject matter as well. Mm. And I'm quite interested in this human connection, but also maybe like, you know, the the intimacy you have with yourself. Yes. Um. but yes. it's also you know depicting very like universal feelings such as like mm-hmm. grief and loss and love you know it can um discuss quite a lot of these um sort of like elements
2: yes absolutely okay so nav um you spoke about your work earlier a little bit um do you want to give us a little bit more information on the motivations behind either your current project or past work
1: i think it kind of all goes back to authenticity and kind of being comfortable in that. Yeah. Um I guess like going into fashion or wanting to go into fashion, I kind of saw it as an escape from like the world that I was in. Yeah. Um I'm from Leicester, I'm from an Asian background. Uh I grew up in I we started growing up in Bronston and then we moved to Enderby where I went to like a predominantly white school. Yeah. And this is where my experience felt weird I mean it's interesting like as an Indian being brought up in England um, because then I don't feel Indian enough for my own culture and then I'm not I'm not white or English enough Mm -hmm. to be considered on that side so I kind of felt uncomfortable with both parts and I guess with fashion and going into fashion maybe I was trying to escape that and I guess with my most recent project, it's really the first time I've actually leaned into it. Yeah. That maybe that's something that I can speak about in my work and maybe an experience, you know, now being older and living the experience, I guess I've never really spoken about it i've not spoken about it to my friends i've not spoken about it to my family you know other people in those experiences like my friends or my family they've never asked how do i feel in these experiences mm-hmm. not being white or growing up, they've never they've never asked as well so and i found that concept really interesting so i guess this project merging the two experiences together and having a munja, which is um it's an item that you can see in every Indian household. It's a place that you go and relax. Okay. Every house will have it. Um, and that's a space where you can really be comfortable. It was kind of to start to be comfortable with those experiences, but at the same time make other people feel comfortable about speaking about those experiences. So yeah, I, I guess just going through the work, you kind of understand like maybe you don't need to run away you can run towards it and that's what your work is so yeah yeah those those have been motivations to the work and it's taken a while to get there but yeah yeah
2: absolutely and did your family see this project
1: actually my mum and dad helped me build the bed amazing and I I think it's that thing of which I thought was really important and I wanted to do to bring them into it as Mm -hmm. well and explain to them everything because they're not from like an arts background yeah immigrants came here worked themselves up you know as well ideally wanted their daughters to like have a successful financial career and then I've gone into the (laughs) art it's not the typical uh route but I mean I think that was so important to me because like they were involved in it but then they're also so proud and it's something that they talk to like our family about like she's done this and it was really funny on the day because um we were beefing it and before i made a mock-up one that didn't look very good but obviously because it was just a fast one and then i made the final one and then at the end my parents were like are oh, you bring that home can we have that <laughs> Which was really nice yeah um so yeah i mean yeah it was brilliant yeah it's been great
2: no, that's so nice. That's so amazing that you get to share that with them yeah, as well. That's yeah. really, that's that's when you're like, oh, this is why. Yeah, you know? and it's
1: just, and I think the whole project is about, you know, a gentle way, a comfortable way of making people understand where it doesn't seem in- intimidating. Yes. I think that's what can be, that's frightened me from like calling myself an artist and stuff. It seems kind of pretentious and all of this, but kind of adapting it to a way and also the audience that you want to connect with. I think sometimes you see art, yeah, you want to connect with the big arts people, but no, like who I want to connect with is the general public, and I want it to affect the general public as well. So yeah, that was that was kind of like my experience of growing up in Leicester as a British Asian. And over that time, so many people have connected to it. And even Heather, who was kind of the catalyst to make this project happen. Um, she she's white and her husband is well white but she completely understood the experience and it just turned out that her husband had a, a just open a tintype studio um, James Miller and he was they were really interested in the project so it's not even that they have to live the experience yeah. it's just them understanding it it's really interesting and being able to be part of that so it's not about excluding anyone it's not like this is a project only for Asians it's the whole thing is that is for other people because it's to get everybody to understand and maybe like the older generation of Indian people understand better the younger generation of British Asian people and then also um everybody else or just generally white people, because I think people from other cultures also connect to it as well Mm. when I've spoken to them, which is really interesting that they also feel the same. But just to understand the experience, it's not meant to be like having a go at someone or being angry. It's just that I think we all learn through understanding and that's what I wanted it to be, so yeah.
2: Oh, so brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, really, it sounds fantastic. And yet this kind of like careful way of allowing people the space to understand, I think, is really powerful. And I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> um yeah, great. yeah, really, it sounds amazing. And um yeah Chrissy, I also just wanted to ask you, you've spoken before about how graphics and illustration is can be quite a male dominated industry. And how have you how have you kind of moved forward with, in your work with this kind of knowledge or how has this come through in your work at all? Um, I think you know
0: it's like a general Thing also in the in the art world um as well and i think with illustration it's shifted a little bit with yeah. like graphics um probably like not so much but it's still um you know i think like in the creative industry a very like common um subject matter that a lot of people will bring up obviously yeah um has it influenced like the way like i'm working um probably like more like subconsciously i would say i mean i do depict you know like um men and and women in in my work but um you know uh, i think it's more so more like of like that vulnerability and yeah. i really love actually depicting uh vulnerability of of men you know or like how men are not maybe like being seen as much even in in drawing sometimes um so that sort of like vulnerability um i uh really enjoy this this you know these like tender moments maybe totally
2: um what about the audience of your work does it does it have any impact on that like who who is drawn to it
0: i would probably like um guess it is you know it's it's like a wide audience um definitely as far as I'm concerned um of you know like the feedback that I'm getting but I do believe that um you know it's a lot of people that um just you know like simply like want to also like see like these like uh, relationships unfold a bit more like in this like vulnerable or like these drawings are like quite like vulnerable yeah um state so yeah. um I think it's quite like a wide um audience in in that regard. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, you know, like, sure. It's kind of like, you know, you don't really have, like, the statistics. No, sure, there's, sure, You know, there's been, like, um, positive, like, feedback from a lot of people that are also creative, actually. Um, so more so in that, in that regard. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting to like find out how it
2: resonates in a wider um, audience mm-hmm. at some point as mm-hmm. well, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. totally. But it was interesting earlier what you were saying about how sometimes um, there there is people who come to the workshops who you wouldn't necessarily expect to want to get vulnerable, and then they do. And yeah, this is, exactly. I think, a nice yeah, exactly. transition. Yeah, because
0: I think because I think uh, you know this. Obviously, like when when you have someone that is working in a job that has nothing to do with, you know, like the arts and they don't really have that much of like, uh, you know, like drawing or like um, arty people in that environment. Yeah. I think um, it's quite a challenge for a lot of a lot of people. And mm. um, yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite like funny to see because. I mean it's such a like, complex issue, isn't it? Yeah, um, that yeah. like what does it even like mean to be like a man, for instance? Yeah. Right? Sure. And I think sure. um, breaking down like these barriers and maybe like opening up um that a bit more is also something that I would love to explore. Yeah, questioning the masculinity. Like questioning like masculinity. Yeah. yeah. And it's like convention. Yeah. And um I do have, you know, like a couple of drawings. There's like one, like the hug, and it's just like two naked men hugging. Yeah. You know? And it's Amazing. a quite like a tender sort of like uh moment. It's um it's um
2: yeah, not really like seen as often, maybe. Totally, totally. So yeah. Yeah, it's so important to have artists who are showing this and are questioning what mm. what conventional structures, I guess, have shown us for so many years.
1: I've got one more thing, if that's okay. No, please, I was just going to say. Letting yes. go and fear please and go. future projects. Yes. Is that you don't, always need to have something that you're working on like a future I think there's that's a really good a point big yeah emphasis on mm-hmm. like what are you going to do next you've done this what are you going to do next and that's that's where you can kind of adapt your practice to see what fits mm-hmm. with you and that's what really helped me I mean I came out with a fashion collection but then I've exhausted the outcomes by doing exhibitions and looking at it in different ways yes and I did that for like years that's and a great advice, I thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. then this next project like I think after and in lockdown I was kind of going down the same road and the work that I was creating wasn't actually resonating I was just trying to produce more content that I didn't actually I didn't feel connected to it or feel that it was necessary. Sort of for the sake of of doing something. and it took me a really long time to come to what I wanted to do next. So it's okay to not know what you're doing next and you can take a bit of a break and come back to it once you have an idea and that's where visual art and everything Mm -hmm. um, has really worked better for me because there is that time to do that. So don't worry if you're not, and it doesn't mean you're not an artist just because you're not working on something next right now Literally. yeah that's true yeah, totally yeah. True. like you said Definitely. time is yeah. pressure as time well.
0: and also you know when whenever i'm you know like teaching as well then there's not that much time there yeah. and that much you know like headspace yeah um, and that's kind of like coming up for me as well so there'll be like half a year where that time will be very very limited in the studio but mm-hmm. that's also okay it will be like half a year and then um you know, you kind of like need to like figure out um how you can maybe like balance that time and yeah. there's like different periods um that that can happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like the luxury at some point would be there's like an amazing painter that I really like admire, Mama Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if like many people um know her. She's like a I Danish um, painter. Okay. And I mean she's like that um established now that she doesn't always like spend her time like in the studio obviously like there's like months and months and months on end where she will prepare all of these like paintings but then sometimes she just has three months of just Mm -hmm. a break and she doesn't even Mm -hmm. go in Mm -hmm. and i think you know like she's actually like said she needs that headspace. she just needs to decompress and she needs to see things again and sometimes i don't know if you felt like that as well you just need a bit of a of a break because you're not seeing your work clearly sometimes if you're constantly always like looking at it. Yeah. And sometimes it's good if you you know, can step get away. away from it and step away from mm. it and then you see it with fresh eyes yeah. or even like go like to a different country if you can and, 100%. and get a different perspective. This is so
2: impor- important and I think it should be like validated more mm-hmm. and spoken about more yeah. because it's so easy, like you say, it's such a struggle to let go of that feeling that you should be you working all produce. the time or producing yeah, all the time. Exactly. It's like, and especially yeah. when you're in a fast-paced city where you it just feels like that's what's happening and that's what it's kind of encouraging you to do. Mm-hmm. So to be like, actually, when people are like, What are you doing? And you're like, nothing, <laughs> like that would be that's difficult. To even yeah. say that. Yeah, That's it's really kind of like seen as kind of something quite dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you're not working what do you on mean? anything. <laughs> 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 oh, this has been so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Christiane Thank and Navni. It's Thank been such you. a nice Thank convo. You. And um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Behind the Bins podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you at the next one. If you'd like to start a Trash Club hub in your area, then just get in touch
1: at global at thetrashclub.co.uk or check us out on social media and see when we have opportunities available.